You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Perth Property Show. Trent Fleskins here, your host as always. Today, we are getting straight into our fifth and final episode of the Apartment Development Series with Luke Parker from OP Properties. Luke, thanks very much for coming in again, mate. Morning, everyone. Morning, Trent. We are talking about that final chapter in any development. It's the final chapter of the series and our apartment construction. It's handover and settlement. So to run through, our first one was site due diligence. We then picked our site up, started on design and engaging consultants and town planners, moved into once we had that DA, moving into sales and marketing and getting money from the bank. Once we got all that sorted, we got the actual development built, construction and tendering. Now it's finished. We've just finished practical completion. We've picked up as many defects as possible and we're looking to start handing it over to those eager buyers who have been sitting and waiting this whole time. Surely this takes a couple of minutes. We get the settlement done and it's through. Oh, piece of cake. Laying in plain is easy, I'm told. This is a time where, you know, there's a little bit of the... Uh, the showmanship, the champagne gets out. We've completed a landmark project that we'll drive past for decades and be proud of. What's involved? Yeah, look, it, it, it's a really exciting part of the project. Uh, but just like letting the contract and the tendering that we talked through uh, in, in the last episode, coming up to practical completion where the building gets finished off, it's a really good part of the project that all the finishing touches are going on, but it, it's really important to not lose complacency. Usually we would start looking at our our practical completion checklist and program with the builder probably three to four months out from completion. So that's a long time, right? But there's so many things in a built form development and then you know, particularly talking about you know, in an apartment context that the consultants need to provide that you know, talk to local council about, the service authorities need to have all their signed off certificates and documentation. And then of course, you've got your buyer defects management plan, which is happening in the background as well. So your contract should specify and define what the bill needs to do to achieve practical completion. So obtaining council sign off that the building occupancy is a big one, all the consultant certificates and then all the areas of quality uh, that you want you want finished off as part of the building. So uh, as we were talking about during construction, you got your monthly meetings, keep on top of your admin, um, keep communication with your builder and sit down and say, right, three or four months ahead of practical completion, what's the bill need to do? But also what does the client need to do to achieve PC? And really from that point, both parties can, they know what is expected of them and can just step through it. The bill can resource it accordingly. As a developer, you can do what you need to do. You can keep your, talk to your bank, keep them informed, and then you can deal uh, closely with, with your buyers as well. So the bank is signing off to say, yeah, look, what we've funded has been completed. Is there any money left over or is that pretty much it? When, when you get to handover, is there a bit left for jobs outside the builder or are we gener- generally having this as a turnkey product with the builder? Yeah, look, you'd really try because really once you reach once you reach practical completion, you then will, you, you should have your strata titles at, at the same time and you're able to notify your buyers that settlement will be within the prescribed time frame. 15, so they should be done, days. done. So you really want everything done. You went, and as soon as you notify the buyers, you should have a clear uh, customer relations person in contact with your buyers. You should have a clear defects management plan. So once you notify the buyers, the next week, you should be inviting them down to walk through the new apartment, pick up any things that might be remaining defects, 
And so at that point, you want the gardens done, you want everything finished off, you want any sort of final artwork that you might be doing hung on the walls. You want it looking really Real good. Real schmick, yeah. Real schmick. These are your buyers. They're two weeks out of settlement. It's their new home. It's this is your brand, right? This is your this absolutely is for the next one. Yep. So you really want to have all that done, and that that's often what will come up in the you know we're three months out of practical completion now for the builder. As mentioned before, what does the builder need to do? But you as the developer, often you'll be organising you know, some artwork or some loose furniture or the couches in the lobby that maybe the builder may do or maybe a client package. Like, it, you know, it's really important to get it all done at the same time. Now, it'd be pretty rare in Western Australia that these apartments would be fully subscribed, as in per, all of them purchased 100% pre-sold. Therefore, there'd still be some empty that we're trying to sell. And therefore, the bank would still have to have, I guess, some money left over for you to cover a few more months of capitalized interest. How would all of that process work of, of one, the bank, you know, allowing you a bit more time to keep selling these before you have to find funding somewhere else. But two, uh, that continual sales process. If you know, if you think about the big apartment developments in Perth, some of them are finished, and two years later, they still haven't sold eighty percent of them. Yeah, so I mean, you should have a good level of pre-sales to be able to pay off most of your debt in the first round of settlements post-completion. But if you've got buyers that have a change in circumstances and they are not able to get funding and there's fallovers, then then you then you might fall short and so you're not able to pay out all of your debts to the bank in that situation look if your communication is is open and clear with the bank they know where things are at you can spot these problems before they happen everyone's the same you don't want to get a call from your builder saying oh yeah i had, had this major issue last week i didn't tell you about the bank's the same they want to know what's going on because then they're in a position to communicate with you try and work with you and, on and an and extension or- yeah yeah the bank doesn't want doesn't want to um have to step in and charge penalty interest or anything. You know, the, the, the development's been delivered. It's almost there. If it takes a few months longer, then really you sit down the bank and, and work it out um, uh, to, to get the last uh, sold to pay off the off the bank debt. And then so your interest stops accruing. And then you have more apartments after that, which is paying out what will be your equity component to your to you or your investors or however it's funded. And then the last couple would be your profit. The last year's a profit. So you'd find a lot of developers out there who have paid their debt off, probably got their money back, but are sitting on the last five apartments going, there's my profit, but I can't get rid of them at a you know nearly a profitable uh, value. What are you doing there? Can you yeah. get different funding, residual funding? Look, it, it, it's a hard one because often in that situation, the market might, might have changed. Uh, it might have come back a bit during construction. So you're settling it, but the, the last year, which like you say, your, your profit is held up in, uh, really hard to sell. And you don't want to discount the apartments, one, because you're getting less profit, but secondly, because you will affect the valuations of the other apartments and they're, they're, they're the buyers that have supported you in that development. So look, you just got to look at it and really try and work out an exit strategy. If it's bad, you, you, you sometimes look at, do you want to convert them and, and hold them as, as just uh, rental apartments? Often developers, they, they, they want to- They want know, the cash because they, they want to the move cash. forward on the next project. Do the next one, that's right. So that won't always work. Plus it gets a bit more complicated from a tax and a GST point of view as well. So look, it, developers um, really just want to sell down and, and, and try and sell the last of the, of the projects. But yeah, if the market does change during construction, then it, um, you can't. There, there are developers that have had stock left over, uh, and, and it can be a difficult situation to be in. For those who have bought and are looking to settle, you're using a normal settlement agent, going through the normal process of transferring property. Yeah. So look, of course, each buyer will have their own settlement agent. In terms of the developer, we'll, we would engage a uh, selling agent to, to do all of the sales. And look, it's really important that 
that selling agent has experience in in apartments, but also has some depth in terms of resourcing. Because if you've got a, a, a 20, 30 or a 40 apartment building, well, your first round of settlements, you're gonna have, you might have 20 or 25 settlements within two or three days of each other. And so it's really important that your settlement agent has experience in apartments. Has the and, capacity. And then has the capacity and has staff they can pull in. When, when settlements happen, you're going to need two or three conveyances working full time on your project. Mm. And uh, uh, you know, smaller companies that do mainly established um, houses, banking, just won't always have the ability to pull that level of resources. Yeah, so that, that, that's important to consider when first engaging your um, conveyancer. What about strata managers? Yeah, strata managers. So strata managers are similar. Put a lot of work in this development. It's come through. It's on. You've managed your defects really well. The last thing you want to do is, uh, if it's some big, de- some of the large developers have their own internal strata management, but most developers will 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 appoint an external strata manager that they will pass the building over uh, to when when they finish the building. You would have done that appointment quite you know, a long time before completion, right? Normally pre-construction, you need them on board that early because in your pre-sale contracts, you need to set your strata budget and so you need a strata manager to help you with that to make sure you get it right. And then you need your land, your land space, your unit time and breakdown. So your, your strata manager will normally be engaged a year and a half earlier, pre-construction for, 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 for when you're drafting your pre-sale contracts. So they've been there, they've been working with you closely, you keep them informed. Like anything, you know, they're, they're, they're across everything at that point that they've had involvement in the drafting, the bylaws, uh, and they, they know about the building. They've often provided lots of really good advice around building maintenance. Um, Shared services. Yeah, all, all of that. Really important input early on in the design stage. Shared amenity as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're involved in the project, and then when it comes to completion, you as a developer, you're handing the building over to them. And so it's really important that they do a good job and you, you monitor them. Because it's like again, sending your kid off to school. It is. You can't give them the... You Look them. after them, please. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's just so important because if the Australian manager drops the ball, then again, it can be an area of real frustration for the buyers. And it's it, it, again, it can, it can tarnish the projects and all this really good work. And then you can sort of trip at the finish line. So again, an area of the project and another reason why it's a really good, uh, enjoyable time of the project where you're finishing it, the, the buyers are moving in, everyone's happy, the money's here in the bank, the bank's getting paid off. Uh, but you don't get complacent and drop the ball in really these last sort of steps of the process, which don't take a lot of energy to set up, but they can have some real consequences if they go wrong. Especially for your brand in a long-term aspect. A lot of people who buy apartments, they actually buy more than one apartment off a developer over the course of their life. And a big reason they do that is because they like what the brand represents in terms of the services they get with regards to their lifestyle, be it the quality of management of the pool or the shared barbecue and dining facilities and, and cinema facilities they have these days. It's a, they really do follow the brand. Definitely. And and Australia Manager comes into that picture as well. I mean, some developers, you know, think about it, you know, the 25 to 30 settlements at one time. A lot of those people, once they sell, they want to move in, right? So you, you often have quite a number of people and the people work, so they want to move in on the weekend. So you might have three or five or eight people moving in on the, the two or three Saturdays after completion. Clogging the lifts up. Clogging the lifts up getting frustrated because they can't get furniture in into new buildings. They're not sure how to get into the basement. So often what what, um, well, some developers will do is they'll say, right, we're going to pay for a, a sort of a, a, not so much a building manager, more of a handyman to be there for the, the four weekends post-completion. 
And in the scheme of the cost of the development, it's a few thousand dollars. But what it means is when people are moving in, there's someone there that can just help them out, give them a few pointers, um, help with, you know, just where, where's, the, where's the removal truck pull up? You know, really practical, simple things like that. That sort of thing just made such a difference to the buyer's moving experience. And then, yeah, they, they, um, they, if it's a good experience, then next time they want to buy off the plan or a family member or a friend wants to buy off the plan, they're going to say, well, we had this great experience with OP Properties or whoever. They looked after us and we had a really good experience and it was a great property and, and you know, yeah, you should go with them. At the end of the day, that is a big factor here. What is different about buying and selling and developing apartments compared to houses is it's very much a product. It's very much a lifestyle product that just like going and choosing your hairdresser or choosing the clothes you wear based on the brand, uh, it's the same thing with apartments is they, at the end of the day, they're all four walls and some you know, kitchen facilities and bathroom facilities, but they're actually so much more than that when they're apartments, when they're in shared complexes, because it's, it really is about your ease of uh, access, your, your safety, your security, the uh, maintenance of defects. Uh, and just generally the status and pride that goes with being a part of and living in a development like this. Absolutely. Mate, it's been a fantastic series. I really appreciate everything you've contributed to the show, Luke. Five episodes. You're one of the biggest contributors to the podcast. And, and again, would like to say a big thank you on behalf of the listeners who do get a lot of value out of your uh, thoughts. Uh, guys, for anyone listening, it is Luke Parker from OP Properties. Uh, if you are looking into that apartment space, if you've got apartment development going on, he is the person I trust on that project management side uh, when it comes to getting these things off the ground and, and into uh, hands of willing buyers. Look, oh, Trent, I really appreciate it. It's been, it's been great to be involved and I think you, you run a such a great educational, interesting podcast series and um, look, I just really appreciate being able to be a part of it and if anyone, uh, like you say, is looking at apartment development or, or other similar built form projects, then please do reach out. The door's open. Absolutely. Thanks, mate. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!